0: Heavenly Father, thank you that you are our Father. That you love us. And you desire the best for us. You've given your best for us. In giving us your Son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Holy Spirit, I just ask now that you would come. And open our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, our spirits to understand what you're saying to us this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just use me now as your instrument to bring your word to us. I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour amen 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 okay so today we continue uh, the series on the character of god and initially i was going to look at two characteristics of god and i just felt no just keep it to this one Um, and so today i'm looking at god is unchangeable god is unchangeable and we live in an ever-changing world and the only thing that is unchanging is actually not a thing but a person A spirit, and that is God. God is spirit, and I spoke about that six weeks ago. You can find the sermon on the church website if you want to, to refresh your memory about it. God is the only consistent, constant, unchangeable one that exists. I want you to do something now. Hear me out first before we begin. I'll tell you when to start, but I want you to sit still. Okay, sit still. Sit still close your eyes, and then slowly count to 10, counting off 10 seconds. Then open your eyes once you've finished counting. Okay, have you got that easy enough to do? All right, okay, let's go. Sit still, close your eyes, and let's begin. Okay, eyes open. Nobody's allowed to go to sleep just yet in the sermons. Far too early. All right. (laughs) In those 10 seconds, your body has produced 250 million new cells. Your mind has processed 1 billion new pieces of information. We have moved just over 183 miles through space. The earth travels through space at 66,000 miles per hour. So we are living in a world that is changing all the time. The surface of the earth is changing. The tectonic plates are constantly moving. And that's why we have earthquakes. It's when there's a sudden shift of the plates, a sudden movement that causes the earthquakes, not the gradual movement that is happening all the time. We don't feel it when it's the gradual movement, but it's moving all the time. The continents are constantly moving. Now, did you know that if you were standing on the top of Mount Everest today, you'd be standing nearly three and a half meters higher than when the first two men got to the top of Mount Everest in 1953? Because Mount Everest grows five centimeters every year. We live in an ever-changing world. But there is one who does not change, and that is God. Of old you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. Psalm 102, verses 25 to 27. Now the psalmist who wrote these verses did not have the scientific knowledge and understanding of the world and the universe that we have today. And yet he understood that everything in creation is changing. Even the most stable thing that he had knowledge of, the earth and the heavens, and he compared them to a God who does not change. The earth and the universe are constantly changing, but fortunately God Is unchanging. Now Andrew Wilson in his book Incomparable says this, if God could change there would be trouble. What if he changed for the worse? He would no longer be perfect, all right. What if he changed for the better? Then he would not have been perfect in the first place. If God changed in any way, it would leave us with a problem. So it's not just the psalmist who says God never changes, God also tells us through the prophet Malachi, where he says, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6. The ESV study Bible says this about Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6. says, I, the Lord, do not change, implies that God's character and eternal purposes do not change which gives a solid foundation for his people's faith and hope. However, unchangeableness in character does not mean that the Lord is unchanging in his actions. For the very next verse, return to me and I'll return to you, shows that God acts differently in response to different situations. God's character is unchangeable. But he can and he does change his actions and his plans, his thoughts. As we see, when Moses went up the mountain, receiving the the Ten Commandments, and the people got impatient, and Aaron made the golden calf. Remember the story, okay? It says there, and the Lord said to Moses, Moses and God are up on the mountain, Moses is meeting with God, and he says, and the Lord said to Moses, go down, for your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. They have made for themselves a golden calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it sacrificed to it, and said, These are your gods. I, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people and behold it is a, stiff, a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, in order that I may make a great nation of you. But Moses implored the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, with evil intent did he bring them out, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Exodus chapter 32, verses 7 to 14. God sees what's happening in the camp while Moses is up with him in in, in the top of the mountain, and he determines to destroy the people and begin again with Moses. I mean, what a heritage for Moses to say, these people are going to be my people coming from me. I love the way God and Moses interact, because God says, go down to your people whom you brought up out of the land of Egypt. And Moses replies to, to God with, O Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with might? Both times they're each saying they're your people, your people. But Moses just reminds God, like, they are your people. You made this promise with him, with Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Jacob. Okay. So when God determines to wipe out the Israelites, he makes them Moses' people. They are no longer his chosen people. He's going to start again with Moses, but Moses implores God, and it's almost like Moses has to remind God that they are his people, and puts a great case forward for God not to to destroy them. And as the scripture tells us, the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken of bringing on his people. God changed his mind, but it did not alter his character. He did not change his character. And it's not just in the Old Testament that we are told that God is unchangeable. We also see it in, in the New Testament. James, the half-brother of Jesus, in his letter to the believers in the dispersion, tells it like it is, and he's very clear about God never changing. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The shadows cast by the sun are constantly changing. I mean, there's not much sunshine today, and the little bits of shadow that you can see, they're constantly changing. But if there was bright sunshine outside, you'd see that they would move, they would change. Okay, They change because the earth is traveling around the sun. And at the time of the writing of this letter, James would have, James would have been used to um, a candle or lamplight at night to give light. And they are not a constant source of light. The flickering flame of the candle or the lamp caused the shadows to move and change. They dance around. Now, if you've ever had the joy of sitting around a campfire at night, um, it's wonderful out in the bush. If you're an African out around a campfire, and you can hear the sounds of the animals in, in the background, But that campfire, sitting around that campfire at night, if you stop to look at the light and the shadows created by the fire, they are constantly changing. They are shifting shadows. But God's character is constant. It does not change. In the book preceding James in the Bible, we we are once more told quite clearly that God does not change. Now you're all thinking, which book is that? What book is before James? James. It's the one where the man makes the tea. Yeah. Hebrews. Okay? <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews. Okay? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, that's a dad joke. It's Mother's Day, but it's a dad's joke. So, yeah. All right. Towards the end of the book of Hebrews, the author is exhorting his readers to live godly lives, to not live as the world lives and chase after the things of the world, reminding his readers of the promise. God made to his people when he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He tells them to remember their leaders, consider their ways of life, and to imitate their faith. And then he says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is unchangeable. His promises are always true and unchangeable. His love is immeasurable and unchangeable. His desire to meet with us and have us meet with him is unchangeable. God's passion for his people, his creation, is unchangeable. His willingness to set free those shackled in sin is unchangeable. They just need to recognize and repent of their sin. His willingness to heal and restore is unchangeable. All because God's character is unchangeable. I want to conclude by quoting once more from Andrew Wilson's book, Incomparable. Firstly, where he's actually quoting A.W. Tozer's book, The Knowledge of the Holy. And then there's another quote in his own words. So Tozer says, What peace it brings to the Christian heart to realize that our Heavenly Father never differs from Himself. In coming to him at any time, we need not wonder whether we shall find him in a receptive mood. He is always receptive to misery and need, as well as to love and faith. He does not keep office hours, nor set aside periods when he will see no one. Neither does he change his mind about anything. Today, this moment, he feels towards his creatures, towards babies, towards the sick, the fallen, the sinful exactly as he did when he sent his only begotten son into the world to die for mankind. God is unchanging. It's one of the things that the Muslims don't have certainty of going to heaven. They, it, it's Allah's will. If, if they're in a good place, if he's in a good mood, then they might get to, to paradise. They have no certainty of it. But we have certainty in Jesus Christ of being in God's presence. When our time comes to an end on this earth. Andrew Wilson concludes with this: God's unchangeableness is unique. It is what theologians call an incommunicable attribute of God, which means something about him that is not shared by anyone else. Everything else, without exception, changes. Plants and animals and governments and scientific theories and galaxies and mountains and empires. But God never does. An incommunicable attribute. Only God has that attribute. The creator, our father, the one who loves us, who died for us. God never changes. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are constant. You are constant. But Jesus, we know that you said you are the rock. And we know just how solid rocks are. They're constant. But you're more than that. Because the rocks on this earth can change. They can shatter and break. But you're the rock that never is shattered. We thank you for that. That Holy Spirit, you are unchangeable. Your love for us, your desire to be in us, to work through us, to move through us is unchangeable. Help us to be open to all that you have for us. As we understand just how constant and permanent and unchangeable you are. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So, some questions for you now. Um, the first one is, what stood out for you from this message? And please don't say it's about the man brewing the tea. Okay? Um Secondly, in what way have you seen the unchangeableness of God in your life? Thirdly, has there ever been a time or times in your life where you felt that God was not there for you? Share that with people on, around your table, or those who are going to be on Zoom. Okay. What good and perfect gifts have you received from God? Share those. And then, fifthly, pray for one another, especially if there are unresolved issues from question three. Okay, so the questions will be up there for those of us in the hall. Um, we're going to end the, the live stream and uh, they'll go on to Zoom. So, discussion time guys, enjoy it.